So let's review. The Gemara in the previous daf cited a machlokes Abayev Rava in how to learn the machlokes Rabbi Yechon and Rishlakish. Rava holds that the machlokes Rabbi Yechon and Rishlakish is in both chalitzas muberes shmo chalitza and bias muberes shmo bia. However, Abayev holds that Rabbi Yechon agrees with Rishlakish in that bias muberes loy shmo bia. The machlokes is only whether chalitzas muberes shmo chalitza. The Gemara cites the following brisa. In the regular case of Yibum, once the Yavim does Yibum or Chalitza with one Yavama, the Tzara, the other wife or wives of the deceased brother, are released to marry any man. However, If the Yavim did Yibum with one Yavama, who turned out to be Mu'beres, the Tzara, the other wife, is not released. She must wait until the child is born to determine if it's viable or not. Why? The reason must be explained two ways, depending on the above Machlekes. The first explanation is according to Abaya, according to both Rabbi Yechon and Rishlakish, and according to Rava, according to Rishlakish only, Memanashach. If Ein Havlat Shal Kayama, if the child would turn out to be not viable, Chalitza or Yibum is required, and Bias Muberis Loishma Bia. The Yibum that they did was not valid, and the Tzar is not released. If Havlat Shal Kayama, if the child would turn out to be viable, Chalitza or Yibum was indeed not required. However, although you might argue, we should rely on the majority, which are viable, and allow the tsar to marry because the Baal left the child. However, a child releases the Yavama only after it is born. The second explanation is according to Rava, according to Rabbi Yechna. Although based on the possibility that the Yibum was a valid Yibum, which should release the tsar as well, However, there is also the possibility that Havlad shall kayama, and there is no Yibum. However, Vlad Ein Paita a child releases the Yavama only after it is born, therefore she must wait. After rejecting as proof to Rishlakish a Mishnah later in the Mesech and Davkofi Yotas, the Gemara cites a Brisa, Tanya Kavaseh Rishlakish, HaChaylitz Lemu Beres Behepilo, Tzricha Chalitim Naachem, and concludes, Amarava Hilchasar Kavaseh Rishlakish Bamitlas. Although most machlekes are biyechon v'shlokish, the halacha follows Rabbi Yechonon. In the following three halachas, it follows the opinion of v'shlokish. Chad ha'damon, the above halacha of ha'chilis l'mumberes ve'pila tzricha chalitza menachem. Two, regarding a mishnah misechtes baba basra of hamachalik nechasav al piv, where one distributes his assets among his children and apportions them differently than the hilchas yerusha in the Torah, he can only do that b'teris matana. V'shlokish holds that he must express the term matana in regard to all recipients. Three, regarding another mission of Masechtas Bab Basra, of HaKosev Ka Nechasev Lebenoi La'achar Moitzai, where one gifted his entire estate to his son, Mahayoyimu La'achar Misa. And Rishlokosh holds, Kenya Peris Lav Kekina Aguf The Gemara continues, We learned in the Mishnah, HaKoynes Ez Yavim Tevim Nintzis Mu'beres Aviyolda Vim Ein Vlad Shal Kayom Yikayim. If the child is not viable, they may remain married, since their Yibum was a valid Yibum. Rebeleza holds that they must divorce. They may not stay married. Because as Rashi explains, Because he did Yibum, which might turn out to be an Isra Eshesach. The Gemara compares it to the following ruling of Rebeleza. One may not marry a pregnant or nursing woman, Midra because it might harm the child. 
Rameyu says that if he did marry her, he must divorce her and never take her back. This also seems to be a kanas. Chacham agree that he must divorce her, but hold that he may take her back at a later time when the concern no longer applies. However, the Gemara differentiates. Perhaps we only apply a knas here, because it is a chashash de raisa, while there the whole issa is only in the Rabbana. Or, we only apply a knas there, because chacham asu chizik l'devrei miyesi mishal tayra. Atakans chachamim requires more support. Aval hacha midaraisa mifresh parashmina, as opposed to a deraisa about which people will be more careful. The Gemara asks a shayla, Muberes chaveru menekes chaveru, hanesu la koyin mai. If a koyin married a muberes menekes, mi ovid rabban te kanta la koyin oiloi. Did the chacham give dispensation to a koyin and allow them to stay married? Because if they divorce, he can never take her back. Or nevertheless, he must divorce her. We find a similar halacha, itmar, meis betech shleishim yoyim ba'amda b'neskatsha, a woman whose husband died, leaving her with an only child, a newborn baby, accepted kedushin from another man based on the assumption that she does not have to do chalitza because her husband left a child. Then this child died within 30 days of its birth. Now, generally speaking, Tanya, If a baby survives 30 days, it is not a nafel, but a viable child. The implication is that if the baby did not survive for 30 days, its status remains in doubt of possibly being a nafel. According to Shemigam Leel, she has to do chalitza because we consider the child a possible nafel, which means the deceased husband left no children. According to the Rabbanon, she does not need to do chalitza because we do consider the child viable at the time of the husband's death. In our case, we should already accept a condition from another man. Ravina says, in the name of Rava, Im Yisrael hi chalitzas. If her new husband is Yisrael, we're machm like Rav and require her to do chalitza and then marry the second husband. The chalitza causes no problem because a Yisrael is muta b'chalutza. He may marry a woman who did chalitza. If her new husband is a kayin, we rely on the Rabbanan and she does not have to do chalitza. If we would require her to do chalitza, she would not be able to go on and marry the second husband because the kayin is asa b'chalutza. He may not marry a woman who did chalitza. It's asa and Rabbanan because it's similar to a grushrei divorced woman. Afshravya rejected this approach because he holds that the halacha clearly follows Rav Shemuel and she must do chalitza in all cases regardless of the consequences. He said to Ravina, it shall be Hashem's will that you will permit forbidden fat to be eaten as well, suggesting that this psak is the equivalent of allowing forbidden fat. According to Rava, the Gemara asks whether regarding Mu'ubarisu Meinekes, the Chachamam allowed the same dispensation for a kind. The Gemara differentiates as follows. There, we have a machlekes of Shemimul Rabbanan, and in the case of a kohen, we allow them to stay married based on the opinion of the Rabbanan that chalitza is not required. Here, we do not allow them to stay married because both Rameir Bachachamim hold Yoitzi.